John chapter 6. Beginning at verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over to the sea of Galilee, which is the sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. And when Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company coming to him, and he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? This he said to prove himself, to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to, his, to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sat down, and likewise all the fishes as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. That's where we'll stop reading right there. I want to go back up to verse 9. And it says, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And so five... Loaves and two fishes. Just a little lunch a little lad had made that he had with him. But Jesus was able to take that and bless it and feed 5,000. Don't discount what the Lord's got for you. He can take what little bit you've got and feed a multitude. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. So here was a great company of about 5,000 men plus the women and the children. That's, we say 5,000. There was many more than that there that day. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. They just counted the men. Their wives were there. Their children were there. And can you just see this crowd? And there's 12 disciples and yeah. Jesus. And Jesus wants to feed them. I don't care whether it's three or 3,000, Jesus wants to feed them. And (laughs) Philip said 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient, that everyone could have a little. Now, you know, Philip, 
Philip was the one that went out into the desert, if I'm not mistaken, and preached to the Ethiopian eunuch. He went out to a dry and barren place and preached Jesus. And the eunuch got saved. He'd already been to Jerusalem to the church. And he brought scripture back with him. And I believe that he was under conviction. And Philip preached to him about Jesus. The 53rd, 53rd chapter of Isaiah. And, and the eunuch got saved. And here's Philip. And he's growing and he's learning. This is before he ever, we ever get to the book of Acts. Before Philip goes out and preaches. But he's learning. He said that why we'll never have enough to feed everybody. But Jesus already knew what he would do. We've prayed, we've begged God, asked him on our behalf for our sinners and things like that. Jesus already knows what he'll do. It's our doubt that causes the problem. It's our doubt. And so. Andrew spoke up and says, there's this lad here. And we never do learn the lad's name. We read about John the Baptist. We read about Andrew and Philip and John and Peter and James and all these men. We don't even know this lad's name. But we know what little bit he brought. Jesus blessed him. We know what little bit he brought. It fed 5,000 men plus women and children. It might not have looked like much to Andrew. It might not have looked like much to Philip. But it was a whole bill for the Lord and then yeah, son. Right. If the Lord will help me, I'd like to preach on leftovers a little bit too tonight. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what is that? Why, well, that wouldn't even feed the church that we've got here tonight. You'd go away hungry if that's all we had. If I said we're going to have a dinner and that's all we had in front of us, you'd go away hungry. You'd have to stop somewhere to get something to eat in order to be full before you got home. That wouldn't feed even this crowd. And they had 5,000 men plus women and children. Jesus said make the men to sit down. And he took the... Now listen. The little lad, I don't know where I'm going with this. The little lad could have said, that's my lunch. Yeah. My mama made those loaves for me and I caught those fish and that's my lunch and I'm going to have mine and you can't have it. But the key to the whole thing is he's willing to give what little he had. You may feel like you have very little to give the Lord. If you'll give him what you've got, he'll bless them all that you with it. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what is that among so many? The lad was willing to give what he had. Now I'm going to preach this. The Bible don't say this, but I believe this with all my heart. He was willing to give what he had. And because he was willing to give, all 5,000 men ate until they couldn't hold another bite. And the lad went away full. His cup was blessed and running over because God had used what little bit he had to feed a multitude. If you'll give what you've got, God will use it and make great things out of it. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what's that among so many? They took, they gathered, and here's what made all the difference. Jesus blessed it. 
He gave thanks. We about lived to the day where people forgot where their blessings come from. We about lived to the day until we can't even take time to bow our head and say, thank you, Lord, for this food to set in front of me. Did you know? I, I've been blessed to travel a little bit. I've been to New York City. I've been to New Orleans. I've been to different places. been to Atlanta and different places. Did you know there are folks down there that would love to eat what you had for lunch today? Amen. There are folks that are hungry. They're homeless. They don't have anywhere to go. And, and they'd look at mine and your life, even though we may not have $100 in the bank, and they'd say, well, those folks are rich. Those folks are blessed. We are to count our blessings every day because God has been so good to me and you. Amen. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what is that? Now, he didn't just hit the little Debbie snack cakes in the, in the cabinet and come home. No. Mama had made some loaves for him. Mama had made something for him to eat. Now, I don't know how, how many of you make bread, but you just can't put anything in. You gotta have some flour. Yeah. You gotta have some water. You gotta have some yeast. That yeast has to have time to make cause the dough to rise. And then once it's risen, you put that in the oven, you bake it, and it comes out ready to eat. It takes a little work. It takes putting some things together to make the bread. Yes. Now I think about Tavian and I think about Ethan. Think about Nick and our boys here. I think about our young folks. I think about our young ladies. And I appreciate the fact that they're here at church on a Sunday night at the house of God. They are hungry. They need something to eat. What did you break to feed them? Did you break some flour? Did you break a little bit of water? Did you break some yeast? Did you make some, did you have enough stuff to make a little spiritual bread so that they could be filled? Because they're growing. They're young Christians. They need to eat. And listen, just cause us older folks has been around for a little while. We still need a meal every once in a while, too. Oh, what'd you bring to eat? Uh, you might not have been able to catch a fish. You might not have any water at your house or any flour or any yeast, but you got a little something. What'd you bring to fix? So that the multitude could be filled. The reason we don't know the land's name is because you can plug your name in there. Bring what you got and see if God don't bless it. What's that among so many? Nothing wrong with playing sports or going to school. They may get the best education money can buy, but they'll not get fed what they need at the schoolhouse. They'll not get fed what they need working the job. And that's what what gets our young people. You teenagers, stay right in the house of God. I know you want to get out and get you a job and earn some money. Find you one that will allow you to go to church on Sunday. Amen. Find you one that will allow you to come and hear the gospel. Find you one that will allow you to hear the praises of the Lord being sung because you can't hear that on the job. I know they may play Caleb. 
They may play some gospel music, but when's the last time you heard John Dyke on the radio lifting his hands and tears running down his face and saying, thank God, when's the last time you heard the Spirit filled singing like you did tonight at the house of God, like we heard this morning at the house of God. You can't find your barley loaves just anywhere. You better come down where they're made where they're made fresh every day. Bless the Lord. God help you. Yeah. Well, I don't like that barley preacher. Bless your heart. Mm-hmm. But you know that some folks has to have sugar cookies. <laughs> Come on, brother. I don't like that barley. Preach, Let me tell you what that bread is. Read on down in this chapter, chapter six, John, about verse fifty-one. Guess what Jesus says? I am the bread of life. Whatever you brought, if you brought a little flour, give it so that we can lift up the name of the Lord. If you brought a little water, you want some water? I read one time where Paul, they were talking about Paul and Apollos. They said, Paul planted Apollos water. But God, give the increase. I'm everywhere tonight. Bless you, Lord. You remember the parable of the seed sower? What was the seed? What was the seed? It was the gospel. That seed can be planted in hearts, but without a little water, it'll never germinate. Without a little water, it'll not break through the husk of the seed. And sprout forth into new life. You may not be a preacher. You may not be a Sunday school teacher. You may not be a singer. You may not be the Sunday school superintendent. But if you're a child of God, bring a little water and watch the street break forth into new life. How can I do that, preacher? You bring it right out of here. Now, I'm not talking about, oh, me, oh, my, I feel sorry for me. I'm talking about them tears that flow when you praise God for how good he's been to yeah. you. I'm ta- Has he been good to you? Oh, yeah. 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 Amen. Faith sings a song. God has been good to me, so good to me. Yes, he's been good to me, so good to me. God is so good, so good. He's so, I can't sing about Bobby. I can sing about me, though. Yeah. God's been good to this old boy. Yes, yes. Uh, me too, Mike. I've not got off the topic. <laughs> Five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what is that among so many? Mama took the time to care for this lad and give him the bread of life. What are we feeding our young folks? Because if you're not helping to feed them at the house of God, the world's got something ready for them to consume. Oh, yeah. And it'll drag them right out into the hell holes of the world. Amen. It'll have them cursing. It'll have them drinking. It'll have them giving their body. Yeah. And look around. You want scripture? Remember, I believe it was Nebuchadnezzar took the precious vessels 
You stood and you heard them. They were over here this morning. Every one of them. They were over here tonight and they sung about Jesus. I don't know about you, but that's precious to me. Satan would like to destroy every one of them. So you better be feeding them with bread. You better be feeding them with the word. You better be feeding them. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You know what the Pharisees had to say about that? You know we got a religious crowd in this day and age too. They said evermore, give us that bread. He said, your fathers did eat, did eat manna of Moses, of Abraham, and they're dead. But you need the new bread. Five barley loaves. Now, I'm your pastor. I'm going to do my best. Johnny, you pray for me. Gary, you pray for me. I'm going to do my best to preach you the word of God. To tell you about Jesus. But my voice just carries just out to the porch right there. We've got this microphone system going so that everybody in the building can hear. We've got the service on Facebook, so if you're home watching, you can hear. But my voice only carries so far. I hope that if the Lord helps me to preach His Word and I preach about Jesus, that you don't leave it in your pew, that you take it with you outside the door and feed your, feed God's sheep. Feed the little lambs. Tell them about Jesus. All right, Mama, if you made the bread. Bye. We made some bread this morning. Made some bread last Sunday morning too. And I ain't going to leave that last Sunday morning alone either. I'm going to come back to that. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what is that? We've preached about the loaves. Let's preach about the fishes. All right, I'm going to need some help right here. Israel and Jared, can you come help me preach? Come on up here, girls. Look here, you come right over here. You come right here. Two small fishes. The world may not say much about them. God help us to, to live to, to, to show them enough bait to draw them in. Yeah. Preacher, yeah. what do you use to catch them little fishes? We use the love of God. Yeah. We use his peace. Yeah. We use his spirit. Yeah. We use the church yeah. in their spirit and their power to reach them so that they can be saved. We gave them the promise of everlasting life, the joy Woo! of salvation. That's how we caught these two little fishes. We used the right bait. You can't use hatred and bitterness and catch a thing. You can't use a burned hook and catch anything. You can't cast your death in no algae covered pot and come out with nothing but a mess. But if you'll give the right bait, if you'll show the love of God, you'll be able to <laughs> you'll be able to catch the little fish. Amen. 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 Yeah. But 
What is that? Above so many. You may stand here and say, that's just two little old children. That's just two little old girls. What are they going to do to feed a multitude? They can say, thank you. It was on a Wednesday. Somebody touched me. It was on a Friday. Somebody touched me. They can say, thank God. I'm saved. They're dead. Feed them all that you. Yes, Thanks be to God for every little fish around Dutch bottom. Thank you, girls, for helping me preach. Bless his heart. You just don't know what them two little fishes are capable of. That's right. That's right, Mike. Yes, sir. Their future husband may be the pastor of Dutch Bottom. Their future husband may be a deacon at Dutch Bottom. They may be teaching your children about Jesus Amen. one day. Yes, you just don't know what all them two little fishes are capable of. They may be the Sunday school teachers when Sarah, when Olivia, when Faith brings your great-grandchildren down here and they tell them about Jesus and give them a desire to be saved. You just don't never know what two little fishes are capable of with the Lord. And this is what we need to pray for, Wendy. <laughs> that the Lord puts His hand on them and blesses them. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. That's what they are among so many. Yeah. They're blessed. Oh, I understand. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what is that among so many? The lad was willing to give. What are you willing to give? It's not what I want, and that won't work if you want to be totally honest about it. It's not what I want. Let's go to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. What was his prayer? He said, Never, not my will, but as, as thou wilt. Not my will be done, but thine. Let's go to the Lord's prayer when he taught us how to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed. Don't worry about putting my name out there. It's about Jesus. That's whose name needs to emanate from this building. Hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Ours are five loaves. And forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thy will be done on earth. Not mine. We want to talk about heaven. We've had a little foretaste of it the last two Sundays. Yeah. Well, preacher, I, I've heard that song. I can only imagine. And I can hear, see the, the... I can see where that song's going. But I want you to know, he said he'd make us to sit together in heavenly places. It's not going to be about the mansion. No. It's not going to be about the streets of gold. If gold was going to be important, we wouldn't be walking all over it. That's right. 
Amen. It's not about the walls of Jasper. No. I believe the Bible says the gates will be open day and night, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, a pearl. it's not about them. It's all about Jesus. <laughs> but I'll tell you what it's all about. It's about the one. Amen, Mike. Yes, sir. That's got head. the scars <laughs> in his hands. <laughs> That's mine and your contribution yes, sir. to what's in heaven. Amen, brother. It's the scars in his yes, hands sir. and in his feet. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank That's you. what we had to offer. So if I could give just a little bit so that we could make some bread. If I could do this little something to catch one more little fish. If I could do something or say something that could encourage our little fishes to carry on for the Lord. Yeah. <coughs> Lord, help me <coughs> to do enough to make up for just one little old portion, maybe, of the scar that was my responsibility. That's why he scarred my sin made those scars and so he paid the price for my sin I'll never be able to repay him but that doesn't excuse me from making an effort to praise him and to worship him and to lift up his name so they took the five barley loaves you don't like barley okay Let me tell you what it tastes like. It'll make your belly bitter, but in your mouth, it'll be sweet as honey. Come and taste that the Lord is good. <laughs> it's the best kind of bread you can try. That's right, that's right. Five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what is that among so many? And so they made the men to sit down. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fishes and he blessed it. And he gave to the disciples and the disciples gave to the men. And I can just see them coming around. Here, you get you some fish. Yeah. You get you some bread. Why? Over here's another fellow that's hungry. You get you some fish. And you yeah. get you some bread. Why? Here's another fellow that's hungry. Yeah. You get you some fish. You get you some bread. Yeah. Do you know they wasn't a single soul left out on that day? They were all filled. They were all filled. And here we are. We went all over that grassy area and got down here to the very last souls that wanted some bread. And some fish, and they got what they wanted. Amen. And why look, they still plenty. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there was twelve baskets yes, sir. remaining. He said, "Gather up what's left, so that nothing be put to waste." And there was twelve baskets. Now I don't know. Here's what we're going to do in a couple of weeks. We'll all gather in and we'll have turkey and we'll have ham, probably mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes, bread, maybe some stuffing, a great big meal, all kinds of desserts. 
more than our family will ever be able to eat. And so you know what we do? Your family does just like our family. Well, here, here's some of this turkey left. You take it so that you might can eat another meal out of that later if you like it. Here's some ham. You take some of it. Here's some of this mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. You divvy all that stuff up and you take it back to your home place. And the next day, the next evening, you know what I do, Bobby? I get a little bit of each one of that stuff on a plate. I stick that in the microwave. I heat that back up and it's just as good as the second time around. I can recall services when the meal was prepared, the bread and the fish, and I can still go back and eat off of that till this day. Services at Brownfield, services at Rankin, services at Dutch Bottoms. I'm never empty. My cup always runs over because I can go back even on a Monday when we don't get it for service and remember the times God poured out His Spirit on the altar and I was blessed and I get blessed again from the leftovers. I don't ask for you prayers very often, but I do appreciate them. And they want to say that being a pastor is a hard job. Here's what it's like. When them little girls helped me preach tonight, my mind went right back. How about you, Johnny? Yeah. You remember times the Lord just come by? Amen. You knew it was Him. You couldn't yeah. deny it. That's yeah. how good being a pastor is. It's a special privilege yeah. that God has given me to preach His Word. I'm not going to tell you I always jump pews. I don't. There's been times I fell flat on my face. But there's been a few times I couldn't deny it. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt it was God. And He helped me times that He told me to preach things that I thought, Surely, Lord, that's not what you want me to preach. I doubted Him, Keith. I thought, Surely, Lord, that's not what you'd have me to preach. But when I got up and I trusted Him through faith and did the best of my ability, I had results to show for it because God knew the exact bait needed to catch the next little fish. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. I'm like you, Gary. I like it when we sing that song, Glory, Glory, Glory. I can't hardly sing it. When I see you and your children raising your hand saying, Jesus, save my soul. There's something about that. Touches me right down in here. I just can't hardly get through it. And it's different things every time. Sometimes it's the little ones. Sometimes it's the older ones. Sometimes it's both of them together. Y'all know, I'm going to hush in just a minute. Thursday nights are preaching night at Bible school. And so naturally, 
when we get around to Thursday, I see several hands go up. It blesses my heart every time. I've only been here about seven years or so. But I look back, and there's Brother Robert back there. He stands up for Thursday. I wasn't there when he got saved, but I know what he's got. Somebody's fed him some loaves and some fishes. Because he's got the same thing I've got. And it connects right down in here. Do you know what I also see? I see little fishes that's not ready for the bait yet. I see little fishes that need a day. Now, let me tell you this. I promise you I'll be done in just a second. Some of you may have been trout fishing. I tried it one time. I went to a pond over toward Panther Creek. The water was just as clear as it could be, and the trout was as long as my leg. And they were just in there, just almost shoulder to shoulder, I guess you'd say. And I took my rod and my reel, and I cast in there what I thought would interest them. And you know what they did? They just swam right on by. It didn't faze them in the least. That's the last time I ever went trout fishing. Because I didn't have the bait that they wanted. Bitterness won't catch any fish. You may have used salt instead of sugar for your bread. Little fish don't want to eat. You know what? A lot of times trout, they'll eat. I believe it's dough balls that you use sometimes to catch a trout. Well, even a trout don't want a dough ball that's made out of salt instead of flour. Sure. Anger. That old anger bread, it won't catch nothing. You remember this song? More about Jesus, I would know. More of his will to others show. More of his kingdom sure increase. More of his coming, Prince of Peace. If you want to use the right bait, more, more about Jesus. More, more about Jesus. More of his saving fullness see. More of his love who died for me. You want to know why? I heard John talk about the leftovers this morning. Did you? He said, I'm still rejoicing over the service we had last Sunday morning. He's still dining on the leftovers this morning. Let me tell you about some leftovers. I remember just this past summer on a Thursday night during Bible school, I saw Calissa and Kendrick come right up here and the Lord graciously saved them. That still fills my heart. Yeah. We had two others that service saved too. Let me tell you about the year before that that we had Bible school. I believe we had eight or nine saved that year. And the altar was so full, you had to watch where you stepped or you'd step on somebody. I'm still dining 
I still get that out every once in a while, Roger. And I heat that up, and it's still good. I remember revivals. The Lord came by and saved, and it's still good. I remember preaching the service at Round Mountain, and the power of God was there. And they've got a bench like you're sitting on up here for their altar. And I was standing about right here, and the Lord was really helping me. There's a little blonde-headed boy come out from the second pew back. Yes, sir. They wouldn't nobody held his hand. No, they wouldn't pure. nobody drug no, him. No, it's pure, man. They wouldn't nobody went to no. him and talked to him. <laughs> He's about seven or eight year old. Yep. He come right down to the altar, and we got down. The church fell down and prayed with him. But I reached over the top of the pew and held a little boy's hand. They wouldn't a thing in this hand except love. That's all there was. They wouldn't a thing that I could do. But call his name out to the Lord. And I called his name out to the Lord. The church prayed. He prayed. And when he got up, he said, Jesus, save me. Yeah. You know what was happening? The church provided the cooking. Uh-huh. They provided the loaves. They provided the bait. They provided all that was necessary to catch another little fish. We got some around here. We need to provide the right bait. What is that? Yeah. L-O-V-E, love. We need to have the power of God in our life. And we can't have it whenever we hold anger and bitterness in. We need more of God. We need more power. We need to thank Him for His mercy, for His grace. Let me relay this to you. This is what the Bible says, and it pertains to me. It pertains to you. And the Bible says that the righteous scarcely be saved. So if you want to know the truth of the matter, we just barely made it in. Yeah. It's by His mercies that we are not consumed. If it wasn't for His mercy, I could be burning in hell right now, boys. I want to see somebody saved. Did you bring the ingredients for the bread? Did you bring? Okay. You you want to know why our churches are about half full? It's not just here. It's everywhere everywhere you go. Because we're not providing any bread. We're not providing anything that appeals to sinners. And we don't need programs. No. We don't need counseling. We don't need all these things that the modern churches do. We need the power of God. I've heard preachers preach this. And, now listen. This is what I believe. I believe you need to do everything you can do to draw young folks in. Mm-hmm. And old folks. It starts with, and these folks are not so, not so old to Dutch bottoms. They were strangers here and came through the door mm-hmm. one time a couple of years ago. You know why they're here today? 
because somebody showed them kindness. Amen. Somebody showed them love. Mm -hmm. Somebody showed them that they were folks that we wanted at Dutch Bottoms. Mm -hmm. We used the right bait. <laughs> Satan says you'll never accomplish nothing. He's a liar. Satan says what you've got can't be used. He's a liar. Now listen. When you bake bread, short out hustling in it. When you bake bread, you don't stick the raw flour and the water in the little glass and the yeast still in its packet in the oven. You'll never have bread. It takes the right procedure. You have to do things in the right order. You have to mix the ingredients just a certain way and leave a certain amount of time for the yeast to rise and all that in order for you to get bread. If we're going to make bread that's fit to eat at Dutch Bottoms, it has to be done God's way. Right. Can't be done any other way. has to be done God's way. Has God been good to you? Yeah. Preached about this this morning on the radio. Sherman was here this morning. If you like what you heard this morning, turn on WLIK at 7 o'clock every Sunday morning, and you'll hear just as good a preaching as you heard this morning. Yeah. 7.30, Brother Adam Wilson's on there. He's God's man. He'll preach you God's word. Mm -hmm. And you get to 8.30, and it's Faye and Frank and their program, and they'll be a blessing to you. Man. It'll get that flour stirred up in you so you're ready to bring your part to make the bread when you get here. Mm -hmm. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what is that among so many? Did you know there's not a person sitting under the sound of my voice that Satan said that Satan's not told you're wasting your time. He's told that to everybody. Yeah. He tells you nobody cares. Mm -hmm. He tells you nobody loves you. You know that's a lie. Mm -hmm. What Ray John sang to you this morning? You believe the words of that song? Jesus loves me. If nobody cares, that song would not be true. If nobody loves you, we wouldn't be able to find that in God's word, but it's all over it. Mm -hmm. Just keep making bread. And if the world don't like the taste of our barley bread, I'm going to still eat it. That's right. If the world don't like it, if there's some tears flow when we get up and sing their songs, I'm going to sing anyway. If the world don't like it because we don't have smoke and lights and all that, I'll just take the plain old stuff. I'll take, what was it, Marty? It was a pulse and water. I'll just take the pulse and water because it's what got me where I'm at now. And it'll work till I get to glory. Amen. All right. You ready to eat?
You might want to have Tam, tell Tammy to feed me before she sends me this way next time. I don't know. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. You might feel like the smallest fish in the pond, but God can do great things in your life if you'll let him. He can use you to feed a multitude. Now let me get back to my two small fishes and I'll hush. Let's go back here to our fishes again. Did you get a blessing the night that Jared got saved? I can't hear you. Did you rejoice? How about when Ezra nailed right over there between the podium and the, and the pew? And the Lord helped us in a revival to reach one more little fish. Yeah. And Jesus saved. Did you get a blessing out of that? Amen. See, girls, you blessed the whole church. You just didn't realize what you did. You got a blessing. You got the joy and the peace of eternal salvation. But you blessed some old men around Dutch Bottom. Amen. And some young women and older women. The reason we walk in the door and out the door the same way is because we refuse to cook. We refuse to get, bring our flour and our water. We refuse to bring our yeast. We refuse to work and provide the bait to catch a few more small fish. See, it's really all up to us. It is. If the Lord had his way, He'd save every time the doors were open. But where's the meal? Where's the meal? What'd you bring? Five barley loaves and two small fishes. <coughs> and it might not be what you think you should be bringing. I gotta tell this, you got me started. I'll wind down here in a minute. I've told this before. Scott was there. He remembers it, I'm sure. <clears throat> Gary Bell came up to Round Mountain on a Sunday night, mm -hmm. preached a good message. And I thought when he got done, he'd call for a song, but he didn't. He called for a testimony. He says, anybody here got a testimony? Well, elderly lady on the second pew stood up right over here and she said, I've not done what God would have me to do. I've not prayed for this church like I ought to. I've not done the things that God would have me to do. I want you to forgive me. And then somebody else began to testify. And then somebody else. And then there was four, five, six, seven, eight testimonies. Powerfield testimonies. And on the second pew over here, that elderly lady's daughter stood up. And she said, I need to make my acknowledgments. I've not done what I needed to do. <coughs> she said, I've not prayed like I ought to. And I want to see my children saved. Yeah. And she made her acknowledgments. What is that, preacher? That's whenever we, to him, know what to do good. Now listen, you don't have to drink alcohol to sin. You don't have to be an adulterer to sin. For him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. 
She said, I've not done the things I needed to do. That's what an acknowledgement is. It's acknowledging that you've fallen short of the things you're supposed to do, that you've prayed and repented, and that you are going to try to do better, to lift up the name of the Lord, to bring your flour, to bring your water, to bring your yeast. She, she said, I need to make my acknowledgments. And it went on for a little while. Nearly the whole church testified. And the pastor stood over against this wall over here and couldn't say a word. And I thought, Lord, I'm the pastor. Shorty, you got something I can say. Shorty, you got a song I can sing? Lord, I don't need to stand here with my mouth shut. What can I do? It bothered me, Scott. And he finally spoke to me. He said, you see that little old boy sitting over on that second pew? He didn't want me to preach. He didn't want me to sing. He wanted me to go ask that little boy if he wanted to be saved. And I looked at him, and he wasn't paying a lick of attention. He didn't seem to be bothered at all. He was sky-bugging sky it around everywhere. Didn't seem to be phased in the least. And I thought, Lord. He said, you better go talk to that little boy. And I just eased over while the service was going on. And I scooted in the pew beside of him. And I laid my arm up around him, and I called his name, and I said, would you like to be saved? And that carefree attitude, that I don't care attitude, melted. Tears started pouring down his face. He stepped all over my feet, running to the altar to be saved. Amen. That's what the Lord wanted me to do. I didn't do a thing, John. All I did was just a little part. Offered, <laughs> offered the right bait. Amen. See, friend, it's not always what we think no. that's going to matter. That's right. It's what God wants. Right. The little boy got saved. He got to baptize him. He the river. Yep. He went on. I believe he's a Marine now, if I'm not mistaken. <coughs> Five barley loaves and two small fishes. All right. 